You know there's a way for nurses to start a business, but there's so many moving pieces. Cut through the crap. It's time to go right to the source and get real about what's working in business and marketing for nurses with your host, the founder of Nursepreneurs, Katie Harris. Harris, and this is an episode of the Nursepreneur Podcast. Today we have Melanie Waddles from Baby Strokes on with us. Melanie, thanks so much for joining us. Hi, Katie. Thank you so much for inviting me. Thank you. Uh, sure, absolutely. So um, I always like to start off and ask you about your background as a nurse. What kind of nurse uh, have you been? You know, what's your experience in nursing? And then we'll talk how it led to what you're doing now. Great. Um, yes, I started out in the UK, actually. I did all my uh, initial training in the UK, in London, and I kind of worked at several different hospitals in London. Then I moved out to Austin, Texas for one year, and I have been here almost 30. So <laughs> I've stayed. Um, and when I got to the States, I worked um, in NICU, mostly in NICU. Uh, then I kind of went into home health. And then I sort of went back into um, NICU and did case management. Um, we really, in the position I was in, in case management, I stayed with the company for uh, 10 years. So for a, quite a long time and kind of did, did some different jobs within that from case manager to managing the managers, which I, I loved because it involved a lot of travel. So I got to see quite a bit of the states um, in that role. So mostly pediatrics and neonatal. Okay. Uh, um, okay, so at what point did you decide that um, you should open a business or that there was a need for uh, a business? That's a great question. It really happened um, because I uh, had my son quite late in life. So I am an older mother and I had had my career and was just, you know, gung-ho working all the time and um, got married later in life and then um, wanted to have children and it didn't happen as quickly as I thought it would or should. Um, so when I finally was pregnant with James, it was my boss actually in my, my job that said to me, you need to give this up. You need to go home and be with your baby and stay home. She said, you will always find work but you, you know, this is an opportunity of a lifetime to kind of be the mother that you've wanted to be. So I did that. I stayed home with James and I thoroughly enjoyed it. But I, I miss the connection with the parents, with the babies. Um, and now he's 12. So I'm, I'm definitely sort of wanting to do a little bit more with my life. I mean, I love being a mother and all that involves. But you do miss the work when that's what you've done for so many years. So um, how I got into the baby massage side um, was because I'd done an infant massage course in my nursing career for CEUs. And I really fell in love with that concept. I thought this is different. I hadn't heard of it before um, and I enjoyed the course. And um, then I became certified. And um, it was really after that, that I thought about kind of making it more of a business. Um, when I was working full time, Katie, I just didn't really have time to do to do both. Okay, so you um, had decided that you liked that infant massage. You would already you were already in a certified infant massage or masseuse, uh, so to speak. So then, did you just decide that oh, what, you know, I should just open a business and do this? Is that how it works? 
Um, well, I started sort of teaching and, and I have to say when I did the course, it was back in early 2000s and Austin really was kind of not very familiar with infant massage and they would look at me like I was sort of crazy. Um, but kind of I was persistent, I think that's the word. And so I sort of offered classes. Pretty much what I did initially was in-home private classes. So people would buy gift certificates for baby showers, um, just word of mouth, that type of thing. Um, and did a lot of in-home classes. Then I sort of decided that community-based classes might be an option too. So I kind of went to different um, baby related, maybe it was a boutique or um, some sort of breastfeeding company, some sort of baby related business. And so can I offer classes? So I slowly sort of built it up, but I did want, I mean, I never really wanted to have my own business or anything like that, but I knew that was the line of work that I kind of wanted to do and go into. And so I got the name, we sort of thought of a name. And so I did start a, a business but not really thinking oh, I'm going to make a great business, but more about having an umbrella under which I could kind of do what I wanted to do. Um, so that's sort of how it, it came about. But um, then I've sort of developed it further over the years. Um, at one point, I um, went to one of our hospital networks here in Austin and did a proposal and so I actually became a parent educator for that network and was able to offer infant massage classes as a you know parent ed option for um, pregnant families really pregnant parents oh, wow. um, so that was great that was good um, and then really I started sort of building on from that doing zoom classes and especially now with covid I'm, I'm doing a lot more online so um, I'll offer classes still through the same companies and through sort of my own company, but via the Zoom platform or Google platform, whatever online platform. Okay. And so when you first started this, this was, uh, it wasn't very widely, um, I don't want to say accepted because I mean, who would it's not? probably a good word. <laughs> <laughs> Just, it seems weird now because infant massage seems so like, um, you know, like that's something that you should do. But what were some of the challenges um, that you had uh, getting this in, in the door or in people's minds? Um, yeah, some of the challenges really were people had not heard of infant massage. Um, I think even now it is kind of a little bit of a struggle. As you say, people are much more aware, but it's still, I'm finding some people aren't. And they see it more of a sort of pampering type. Oh, why does a baby need a massage? It's almost like giving a baby a pedicure or something. You just wouldn't do it. Um, so part of what I really find is important is to kind of be an educator and spread the word as to what are the benefits of infant massage? Why is it important? How does it help people? Um, and that it is, I mean, yes, it's, it, can help your baby relax so you know it is kind of pampering in one sense but it really you're not doing it to sort of over pamper your baby in any way so it's more about educating people about the benefits and um you know why people should sort of make that part of their baby's routine and um what i have done as well katie is try to sort of educate um, other professionals and um, i have found that nurses have been really receptive to learning about it doulas have even infant teachers I've taught and so that's pretty exciting because that is more about just educating people and telling them about it um, so I think the biggest hurdle is just almost lack of knowledge um, for parents uh, and professionals too I mean I didn't really know about it until I did the course 
Right, right. Yeah, it, it's funny that you said that because I, I have thought of infant massage uh, just as what you're saying is something that's that's good for the baby, but I can see how it might come off as like something luxurious that like uh, billionaire moms do for their kids, they get their own private masseuse or something. But yeah. <laughs> um, but what are some of the benefits uh, of infant massage? Um, there are lots of benefits, but I think sort of one is really bonding and connection um, with massage. It kind of allows the parents that one on one time with their babies. And I think now more than ever with so much sort of social media and, you know, you get bombarded from the TV and the news and COVID and everything we've got going on. It really gives the parents kind of permission to turn all that off and just spend that one on one time focusing on their baby. Um, so sort of the bonding, connecting, communicating um, with their baby. And I say baby, but this kind of translates to, you know, toddlers and then pediatrics and older children too. Um, that's one benefit. And then I can, I can give you a couple more if, if you want. Um, yeah, no, I, example, I, go ahead. Um, for example, um, relaxation. There have been some uh, research-based studies done too into benefits of infant massage. And one of the studies shows that babies that do have regular massage um, actually have a decrease in cortisol in the stress hormone. So it can actually help your baby and help the parents too, just kind of decompress and relax a little bit. Um, so relaxation um, is definitely a benefit. And then also um, we teach kind of massage strokes for certain part, body parts, like the tummy massage or facial massage that can help with um, nasal congestion, teething pains. And then with the tummies, it's definitely gas, colic, constipation, and just helping support the digestive system. So it sort of has a relief and kind of maintenance um, benefit too. Yeah, I can see that being huge because I remember those days like, when my son was, uh, you know, just a, as a, a little infant, it was just so, you know, it felt like everything was colic or everything was gas and maybe everything was, but like the infant massage is, is extremely helpful um, yeah. in relieving that. Um, now you, you said, you also talked about children, um, you know, not just infants, but yeah. how do the, like to what age, I mean, all ages or? Yes, I mean, for me and my business, I um, teach infant massage and I, I will massage babies and I'm sort of covered to do that by my RN, but, but I rarely do that. I, my goal is to kind of educate parents and grandparents and, and give them the tools to do it. But children over one, um, I have um, actually done massage for older children. So babies benefit greatly, toddlers um, can enjoy massage too. Obviously it's more of a fun type, play type, but they can enjoy it. Um, and then the older child as well, sort of the preschool, school age, um, and even a child, you know, my own son's 12, and the only time I can massage him is for growing pains. He still gets those. And massage can be beneficial for um, growing pains, tummy pains, you know, and that sort of school age child young school age they often get the tummy aches and anxiety and massage can really help with that as well so parents often have that question you know what's too old my baby's five months is she too old and it's like no it you're really never too old to learn to massage your baby or child or massage a baby or child and uh 
you know, I said, when your your child is able to walk in and get a massage on their own, then it's time to stop. <laughs> Prior to that, you can kind of keep going. So, and you know, there's some techniques with older children um, uh, regarding, you know, privacy, and you can keep their clothing on and that type of thing too that we're we're aware of. But um, right, right, and and it works well for um, for congestion, and because my son, uh, I mean, he's only eight, but. He, his whole life has refused to take any medication um, whatsoever. So when he gets like a cold or sickness or something, like I, I don't have anything. So something like this. Yes, works. definitely some sort of massage down and across the nose um, can really help, especially if you might be using a saline spray or something, it can really help open up um, the nasal passages a little bit. And chest massage as well can help too, if, if kids are kind of congested and chesty, um, doing some massage on their chest area can be helpful. Right. Yeah, definitely. Um, so what are, is this a, are you a solopreneur? Are you, are you doing this by yourself or do you have uh, partners yeah. or? Um, um, no, um, just my poor husband gets roped in sometimes over the years. <laughs> He's been roped in um, and my son's been roped in as a, as a model now and then, you know, in his early days, he would lie while we practiced on him. So no, it was just me. I sort of came up with the idea and um, then, you know, obviously registered the business and, um so it is just me um but I am it's interesting because when it is just you you have to do everything and the, you want it to grow and be busy but when you're the one actually doing the hands-on and the teaching um it's kind of a struggle to be doing everything at the same time and that's sort of where I am right now trying to kind of fit everything in um one of the areas I think today I just have to focus a lot on is social media uh, to, to sort of reach out to people, uh, to have, find people who might be interested in classes and joining, um, joining us. It's a lot of social media sort of, I call it advertising, but it's posting and just sending information out there, which is pretty time consuming. Yeah, yeah. We get a lot of nurses that are interested in starting a business and they're like, I'm going to start this business and this business and this business. And I'm like, you don't understand. Like, it's easy to put the business together. It's the marketing. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and, and, you know, I'm sort of, a, I call myself an old fogey, but, you know, in the old days, you might put a poster up or it was a different, even an ad in the paper or something. It's a different way of sort of advertising the classes and promoting things. And now, I mean, I was so resistant to Instagram. Um, I kind of had joined a lot of networking clubs. That is one sort of thing too, to encourage people to do is network, network, network. And I joined a lot of different clubs and the um, women who were sort of going into business, it was mostly women actually, um, were much younger. And so they were very savvy about social media and all of that. And I said, oh, I don't want an Instagram account. I can't be posting pictures. And so they, they kind of quickly put me right and said, you have to, and really, that is my number one way of reaching people is Instagram. Yeah, I was going to say this would be the perfect like pictures to put on Instagram, like all these exactly. adorable babies and, you know, videos. And yes, yes, definitely. Oh, this definitely. would be a fun account. Absolutely. Um, so it, have you ever thought of like putting together um, like nurses to be certified to to do your infant massage? That's a, another really good question, um, because I have had a lot of um, professionals reach out to me, nurses or even OTs, PTs, reach out and sort of say, do you train um, professionals? And I am not trained to train them, but that might be uh, something I should do 
because I do think, and especially now you can do so much online, so it wouldn't have to be here in Austin, could be anywhere. Um, but that, yeah, I have kind of thought about that and now you're maybe making me think about it even more. <laughs> yeah, that would be great just to get more people um, certified. I actually did a class yesterday and one of the ladies um, shared with me that she was actually an OT uh, and she had sort of joined three of my classes because she wanted just some tips on, on what she could do professionally. So yes, I think that will be definitely worthwhile. So I need to pursue that. Yeah, definitely. Um, so now you also, it says here that you use oils with the babies. Are there, are there certain oils that you prefer that are better? Yes, with baby massage, um, parents are, and whoever's teaching it really encouraged to use an edible oil. I kind of tell people that you don't have to go out and spend a fortune on really expensive oils. They usually smell wonderful, but you can just go to the local grocery store and buy an edible oil. So oils such as um, coconut oil, sunflower, safflower, so that if the babies put their hands and even toes in their mouths, it's safe. Um, so those oils, a lot of people will just have in their pantries or you know wherever they keep their cooking oils. And um, so those are the best oils to use. They're really absorbed nicely by the skin. Uh, but sometimes parents may want to use some sort of essential oil. And um, I then encourage them to sort of do a bit of homework on a good essential oil company. And um, the main thing about those oils smell wonderful, but they're just so concentrated. So they have to be diluted. Uh, right. But some, some parents will use well diluted oils with their babies, yes. Yeah, I did. And then I also doing a little. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I recently discovered, well, not recently, like in the last year or two, um, just the pure, just gem of uh, the benefits of coconut oil um, for your skin. And I gave up buying like really expensive like uh, skin products yeah. in favor for a jar of coconut oil. Now yeah. it's like in my bathroom. And that seems to be. You're so right. The number one oil here in America, people use coconut oil, and it's it's um, it is it's lovely for your hands. So yeah, and nice. it smells so nice too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, awesome. So, so what are kind of like uh, I guess the, you know, your your big vision for this, and um, like where do you want to see this in the next five years? Like, I mean, if you're if you like what you're doing now, or do you want to kind of do you ever have visions of like a franchise of this across the United States? That would probably be a dream. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or it could um, be a nightmare I think, too. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think you could be right. I think part of my challenge right now is um, sort of balancing everything because I'm, I'm lucky because my husband works full time. So um, I work, but I also have to kind of fit it in with, you know, I only have one child, but still it's taking the school bringing him home all those well you know you're a parent all those activities um we have a dog who's way too time consuming as well so and other things sort of going on so it's balancing the time that I find to be a bit of a challenge um the nice thing about it is I can sort of fit the classes in to suit my schedule and I'm very open to working weekends so and oftentimes for me that works best because my husband can be doing other things with our son so um so it's the time constraint but I'm hoping as you know my son gets older maybe that will free me up a little bit for more time um, and just again I think one of the things I'm trying to do is offer classes in as many different ways as possible through as many different avenues 
because some people will want that one-on-one -on -one sort of individual class and some people may want to just jump on an app and find a class. So I've, I've sort of changed my mindset too and just trying to be as open as possible and tell people all the different ways they can um, get a class sort of through me. So um, yes, I would love to grow and expand. And um, the other area too is sort of pricing. Um, I think as nurses, and I'm sure there's some really successful nurses who've, who've made really good money out there, but the infant massage world is a kind of a challenge to sort of find the right pricing structure too, and to make enough for your time because you don't want to undervalue yourself and your skills, but also, you know, some, some parents just haven't got that, that extra cash to spend. So um, it's sort of been a balancing act too. That's yeah. kind of a roundabout way of answering that. But yes, I do want to grow uh, within reason that I would. And I'd like to be sort of perhaps making a little bit more um, financially too. So, right, yeah. right, right. Yeah. Um, so how often are you holding classes? So it, it, it really does vary. I hold weekly classes. Um, where I kind of work for an app too. It's a, a baby app. And I offer classes through them and I'm going to do some recorded classes. And those are at least once a week. And then I work for a local company and offer classes through them once a week and then um, try and do my own. So, you know, some days I've got a class every day and some days it may be two or three times a week. Um, and there may be the odd week where I have a class, but nobody's shown up that time. So, you know, sometimes and some parents, well, all parents, you're juggling. So sometimes they'll schedule and then something will come up and they'll need to reschedule. So um, and the, the other thing, too, is I try not to have too many people attend one class. You know, the first time I did that on Zoom, um, it was fine, but I like to be able to give. And again, I think that's the nurse in us but I, I like to give the time and really make sure people understand and, and not be rushed and sometimes if you it's it's different to sort of giving a talk where you may have 200 people in the room it's a little bit more intimate so I like to keep the numbers down a little bit and I probably should get over that and you know if 20 30 people want to join let them but I I do like to give more sort of personal one-on-one -on -one because you are teaching something um, you know, they're going to be doing with their babies. So, yeah. And do they come, they come with their babies on, on Zoom? And yes, they do. Um, when we do in-person classes, it's really sweet because they'll come with their babies and we'll all sit around on the floor and, and do it that way. Um, on Zoom, again, Zoom has been interesting. Some parents will be there um, with their babies. Um, some are expecting a baby. So they'll be there with their dolls or teddies or even pets. And then I've had a couple of, um, clients who have sort of blacked out their screens and then they're just listening to me um, these are ones that are using an app actually so I think it's just slightly younger um, people but one one woman was having a covid shot at the time of having my class and that's what I said to myself you just have to be open to if that's how people want to learn and get some information that's fine so it's uh it's not really the way it was envisioned teaching in massage but <laughs> very funny but the majority have their babies and we have like a little group class and it's very sweet it really is see these little feet and hands on the videos yeah no that's, a, that's such a happy business <laughs> yeah yeah Overall, it really is it's definitely positive and for the most part, you know, if you teach a gas and colic class, 
you are helping most people. Occasionally, someone will say it didn't work or my baby was even worse, you know, and, um, but for the most part, people are getting some benefit and the baby's getting some benefit. So that's kind of rewarding too. Yeah. So when you do these classes, are they mostly in your home or do you have yeah. different areas? Okay. That's a great question. Yes. In my home right now with COVID, um, over the last year, I've only done three in-home classes. I did one actually last week. Um, but I've, I've had my shot and I've used COVID precautions and I felt they, because they've just had a baby, they haven't been anywhere. But um, most people don't want to do that. And I really stopped doing in-person during the COVID, COVID times. So it's via the Zoom platform, even when I'm working with the other companies. Um, but I do normally, I will do a lot of in-home, which is really nice too, because it's just one client you might have parent, the, their parents or grandparents there or the partner there. And um, usually I'll spend a couple of hours with them and we go through the class. So that's also a nice way of teaching because it's much more relaxed for the parents. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, that's awesome. Um, okay, so if, uh, if people want to find out more about, um, you know, baby strokes or even Potentially, uh, maybe you'll have the certification program up already, but uh, <laughs> if they want to work I'm with you, now, <laughs> how would they find you? Um, you can find me on um, Instagram is a really good way to find me at baby strokes dash infant dash massage. I think actually it's an underscore um, massage and Facebook is baby strokes infant massage. Awesome. And then people can always email me too, um, and message me or email me, um, and also via the website which you have. So, right. but I'm I'm really I shouldn't be, but I am attached to my social media and my tools. So, <laughs> <laughs> so lots of, of easy ways to get a hold of you. Yeah, definitely, and and I'm you know just people can message me with any questions. So I this this. Last year, I've had a lot of questions from professionals, and um, that's great, too. It's nice to network as well. Awesome. All right, Melanie. Well, thank you so much. Great. Thank you, Katie. It was good to chat to you.